Hi, and welcome to Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharaka Foundation focused on youth mental health. Before we begin today's episode, I just wanted to let you all know that all content that is found in our podcast is created for informational purposes only. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or therapy. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition, and never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard in this podcast. Thank you so much, and without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving. It is your host, Poonam, here with a very special guest, Geeta Narayanan. She has done many podcast recordings with me in the past, and I'm super excited to host her again, sharing her personal as well as professional experience for managing empty nester emotions. The high school senior class of 2023 students are heading to college soon. That could mean a person or couple could be becoming an empty nester soon. For those who do not know this term, an empty nester refers to a person or couple whose children have grown up and left home, typically to pursue education, work, or start their own families. You know, when a baby bird is grown up and ready to fly, he will leave the nest to sustain himself. So I believe the term empty nest symbolizes the departure of the children from the family home, leaving the parents with an empty nest. And once children moved out, parents are left with an empty house or significantly reduced household. And that can change a lot of things, right? It can bring a lot of emotions. So let's ask Geeta. Geeta, what are those emotions when an empty nester can experience. You know, hi Poonam, thank you again for having me to do this one of the most important, you know, highly relevant, highly prevalent things that happens to all of us as parents. I think empty nest over the last few years, it has been uh, developed or it has been shaped in evolved, I should say. It's more called like empty nest syndrome. Um, and the syndrome is it is by the you know psych central that is what they call it doesn't have a like a thorough clinical diagnosis per se and uh, it is very similar to what you said it is a common phenomenon in which almost every parent goes through they, they grieve the loss of the lifestyle and the relationship that was part of the big identity and some of the feelings that they may have or the emotions that they may feel is feeling sad and also a sense of loneliness and I'm also going to say a sense of purpose okay so what is what am I doing with myself in my life and these symptoms are very common so the parents and caregivers they feel when their grown children move out of the family room and in the caregiver situation that happens when for some reason the person who they take care of is no longer there in their life so sometimes in some situations where there are some of them, they take aging parents. And if the aging parents no longer there, then that, that happens to caregivers as well. Thank you for clarifying those emotions, Gita. 
Uh, so what can we do to manage those emotions? As you said, yeah, the person life was revolving around taking care of the kid, you know, dropping school, maybe busy with the homework and activities, food. So a lot of uh, things parents do for their kids. And even you mentioned caregiver and those natural like emotions you said are natural, but any advice how to manage those emotions? You are right, because as parents, sometimes I also want to add a little bit with what I said is the job of parenting, you know, in a way it ends right for the first 18 years of their life as they leave the nest. And it does, doesn't mean that they know need the parents all and all that. And uh, I think young adults, when they step out of the nest, it's like as though they are tiptoeing their feet into the real world. They continue to look at the parents or they continue to keep the communication line open so that, you know, they continue to get the guidance and that would help them to navigate their life. For example, I think you said, what are some of the things or how do they deal with it as parents, right? So that is a big, big thing, big question, because uh, in many things, it's one of the big uh, thing that comes with, okay, how do I deal with it? Main thing is, you know, what is my role or purpose in my life now, right? And one of the things I see with people is uh, if you can invest in yourself. And for one of the things I feel is, I remember when both my girls left home, um, I decided I'll go back to school. So I, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and I have my own practice. I decided, okay, I'm going to go back to school to become a psychoanalyst. And then I applied. And right now I'm going to be in the second year now. And while I'm also working, I decided that I want to invest in myself where I can grow and learn. And also, I think I also felt that my husband and I, most of our lives, I guess we have been married for like, what, 32 years now. And I guess of which of was 25 plus years has been primarily evolved with children. Um, and I think uh, this is just, I think right now is we are trying to, I guess, reconnect, you know, uh, between the, uh, you know, both of us. And, uh, you know, trying to maybe take some trips together and to find some activity that both of us like, you know, both of us like doing hiking. And we also like, of course, watching TV and watching movies and, and of course, socializing and all that, which many of us do that too. And I think it just helps us to create some new memories, just the two of us. And one of the things I also uh, I'm trying to find is also, you know, maybe any old hobbies that I may like for I may be interested in going back and playing badminton, for example. I have not done that yet, but I keep thinking about it. And also, I think it is also good to have your own community. You know, when I say community, I think it would be a good idea to just have a set of parents who are in similar uh, transition phase. Right. And uh, because it, it is good to, you don't feel that isolated. You don't feel that you are the only person who are going through it. I think it, you feel that you're on the same thing. Um, so th those are some of the things, you know, I, I just would like all of us to do that. Uh, and also sometimes I think all of us, we also feel that I want to just go back and connect with my old friend that I didn't get a chance to connect because we have a lot of time. <clears throat> You know, like rekindling old relationships. Um, so I think that is also a possibility. I think the main thing is to just be open and also 
uh, invest in yourself. That way you can just continue to, you know, grow your own identity, invest in your own identity. That's wonderful advice, uh, Gita. If I can summarize, first of all, acknowledge your emotions, not easy, but you're going through, give them yourself time and space to accept. And second part, what I learned from you is like self-care. If you were postponing taking care of yourself, your relationships, your hobbies, you know, this is the time to connect with your own self and find out what would you like to do and then you know get adjusted with the new lifestyle and yeah. enjoy and I, I really loved your point you know you are going back to school and finding your community so those are wonderful advices to deal with um, such emotions right you are not alone so but what do you think professional support if like needed and in some cases so any advise when to seek professional support if person is not able to manage emotions? Sure. If the first semester is the hardest for both sides, you know, for the parents and the children. And uh, I think it's good to give each other some space, you know, uh, that we can, you can just accept some time to call so that you can connect each other or ask, uh, ask your son or daughter to text once a day, at least the first semester or, you know, set up a time to schedule to talk and see what they are up to. The main thing is also, I'm saying this is because it would just, uh, just help them to grow. Because in some situation as parents, we really want to go rescue because that's such a big part of our thing. Oh, you know, that's how it used to happen when they were here. Um, I think it's really helpful if they can become their own person, that, that much of space is helpful. And, uh, at some point, what will happen is once all this rhythm and everything is happening, at some point, you might feel more, uh, a little bit more emotional. You might feel a little bit more, all these things that I suggested is not working. You know, it is taking longer. Maybe it is taking longer than the first semester. You know, maybe it is taking, I'm like, I'm not able to do any of these things. I'm not able to sleep. I don't feel, I have no appetite, you know. Um, and, uh, my daughter doesn't call me. My son doesn't respond to my text. It could be any of that. I mean, all these things could have its own multiple reasons. You know, maybe your daughter and son are very busy. If you imagine they're going to a new environment and that in itself, it's a big word for them and they are beginning to explore. I think a lot of it is if it feels overwhelmed and all these things are not working, I think it's a good idea to talk to a professional and, you know, get get help. And sometimes I've seen many people as husband and wife also, you know, they go for couples, you know, therapy um, because emptiness is in some situation, if the parents, if the partners are not there for each other in supporting in their emotional journey process, they can feel very alienated and uh, alone. And in more situation, I've seen people also, they don't end up staying together. They end up divorcing. It's not just because they are empty nesting syndrome. It, I think sometimes in some situations, I've also seen many parents, they wait till the kids finish their high school graduation. And then they decide to, okay, you know what? I think my younger one has also left home now. So I think, I think we are okay. And they do enter into a formal agreement in a way, the uh, husband and wife, and then they decide that, okay, after the younger one leaves, we will separate. 
So I'm just giving you certain scenarios. So I would also encourage in a situation to just seek couples counseling, more so in the empty nesting situation, if both parents are not able to be supportive of each other. So those are some of the things I would say it's good to seek professional help. Thank you for educating us on those scenarios, Gita. But I really uh, liked your point. You know, we are talking about parents. It's not easy on parents, but at the same time, it's not easy on the kids also because it's a big change for them. They are heading out to college, starting new chapter in their life. They might not have the support system or the friendship. Um, they and you know everything is new. So I liked your point. You know, as a parent, we need to be rather like you know support ourselves as well as be there for our kids instead of just keeping worrying about them getting you know attached and then rather you know giving those wives to kids so it's a good idea if there is a need yes go for a professional help there is no harm in getting professional help but i wanted to ask you if you have any piece of advice for kids to manage this change I think that in itself, I think that will take care of the whole another podcast by itself. I think the kids, um, I, I think the kids going to a new environment, the best thing is to just, again, you know, give yourselves, allow yourself to give some space for yourself and also give some space uh, to get, basically allow yourself to explore. And you can say that, you know, I would say the first year as much as possible, because for some for some of us, first semester may not be enough, you know, the first year. Right. I'm going to see how this is going to work out for me. I'm going to try as much as possible. I am going to make my mistakes and that's OK. I think I'm here to learn and grow. I'm I'm not in the rat race that I had to be in the rat race in the Silicon Valley High School. I'm here to learn and I want to just make my identity. And I think it would be helpful if the continuation of, okay, I'm here to because I like the subject rather than, okay, I'm here so that I can get a job. I can see where I can do internship. Do you know what I'm saying? That is the high school way of running, 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 right? So I think if the option would be to just not do that, but whereas, okay, I'm just here, I would like to just learn and see what the subject is like. I really want to know what this class is like about cognitive science. I really want to know what this is about data analyst. I don't know what this is, but I just wanted to know what it is. I want to just see how this is. And then I will think about whether it's going to get me a job later. Yep, that sounds great. Alita, thank you so much for talking to us, sharing your personal experience with us and it was wonderful to learn from you how to manage these emotions so in my case definitely you know from the very beginning i was always engaged with the community yes i am mother of two and uh, my younger one is heading to college and in in one way i could have been empty nester but my daughter moved back but i do know like you know many emotions even were coming to me uh, but as you were saying like this is uh, i am taking as an exciting chapter in my life and as you suggested you know explore your hobbies uh, build relationship with your community with your friends with your spouse 
So that's how we all can manage our emotions well and enjoy our life. Thank you very much for talking to us. Thank you, Poonam. Thank you again for having me over. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed this conversation with you. And thank you for sharing your experience also. You are listening to Mindful, Beautiful and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharaka Foundation. As part of our youth series, we will be releasing new episodes every Friday. So make sure to continue to check those out. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and thank you so much for listening.